I don't know what the hell I was doing. I don't know. I was doing like the nature boy or some shit. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> all of you beautiful people and beautiful sons of bitches out there. Welcome back to the Battle Bros Battle podcast Bros. with Mac and Alamo. I myself and Mac, this beautiful specimen of a man, a little shorter. They might have shrunk the formula down when they made him. Um, this is Alamo, bit. but he's uh, he's fun size. He's, you know, it's it's. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun size. It's fun size with a dad bod. I mean, short when sta- <clears throat> short when standing, but you know, tall when laying down. Nice, fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that, if you were <laughs> watching our show for the first time, you just realized we're two guys that are extremely fucked up in the head. And uh, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> He's like, so, oh shit, I just spent water in my microphone. Almost, <laughs> almost. <laughs> <laughs> For real, though, um, if you're coming back to our show, we appreciate it. Thank you for coming back and checking us out again. Uh, yes, if, it's your first, if it's your first time, buckle the fuck up. It's going to be rad. Anyway, um, we were kind of had to miss a couple of weeks just due to some uh, planning and stuff. And then we had that big old damn storm and hurricane oh. and stuff. And I didn't have power the first weekend. Then you didn't have power the next weekend. It's like, yep. can we just like get this shit together? We still have flooding in our area, bro. Hey, Jim Cantori, bad, stay the fuck out of Florida, and maybe we'll uh, stop getting storms down here. How about it? That'd be great. Stay at National Weather. Stay at hey. Weather Channel headquarters. De- don't forget, don't forget that Dennis Phillips. Yeah, that guy. Whatever the hell he. I don't know who that is. That's whatever. So, what you don't know about Florida's weatherman, Dennis Phillips? I don't watch the news, man. It's all depressing. And it pisses me off. I- He's actually even, funny, that guy. Even if it's the weather, I'm just like, oh, it's going to be hot. Fuck. I'm going to be outside with movie sweat going on here. I got the freaking meat sweats. <laughs> got salt stains. I've been outside remember, for three remember, minutes. Remember, lift and then tuck so that way it absorbs. <laughs> Dude, deodorant. <laughs> just put some deodorant on that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So uh, if you haven't been on our show before, Alamo and I are uh, two friends from high school. Uh, we both were um, – Post 9-11 military, we didn't serve together, but we served in various capacities. Alamo was on active duty. I was uh, in the National Guard for six years here in Florida. We were both uh, 11 series. I was a Bravo. Um, Alamo here was a was a check. check. He was a checky check, high angle hanger, and they also went on to do strikers and stuff. So yeah, but um, yeah, so we kind of get on here and we talk about you know veteran and military related issues. Hopefully, you find it in formative and possibly entertaining and if anything your watch's laugh is going you know the the, the hispanic gentleman's knows what he's talking about but that dude with the big ass head you know he's just funny to look at he scares children you're not wrong so yeah it's all good and it's funny yeah. that i'm a yeah, i'm a therapist that works with kids anyway that's awkward so um if you caught our show about three weeks ago that would have been episode uh 043 we were talking about legacy and we talked a little bit about different legacy for different aspects. Um, talked about like Queen Elizabeth II, who had just passed away. It's hard to believe that's already been like almost a month now. It's like, Jesus, what the fuck is time gone? Um, but just different things in that realm of conversation. Um, pretty good episode. Um, I think they're all good because, you know, <laughs> we're on it. So, duh, they're <laughs> awesome. But, uh, yeah, so tonight we're going to have a, a little bit of a different kind of discussion. It's going to be... Um, uh, talk about recovery. This is episode 044 of the Battle Bros podcast. This is also our season two finale. Um, 
and of course, knowing us, we're going to, you know, do it upright and shit. So, um, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about recovery tonight. So let's kind of get into the mindset of recovery. So, you know, looking up like we normally do, uh, kind of doing some research and stuff for our show. We, um, we're just looking up some stuff and I came across kind of two slightly different, but equally important definitions. So recovery, the first one I found a return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. Okay. The next definition I found is the action or process of regaining possession or control of something stolen or lost. Or lost. So they're both slightly different, but they both, they both are also, you know, going to be very, very kind of interconnected, intertwined and kind of, you know, they gel and mesh and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So especially to, as it relates to our community, like our community, yeah. like recovery, especially through, you know, or I should say after situations such as combat and things like that, it's, it's something that I don't think is covered enough. Um, no. They talk about, oh well, we'll try to help you out when you get home, and we'll try to, burr, 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 but you know, we're going to give you really, all uh, the help you need, and we're going to give you help by walking out of said administrative, administrative. hospital, yeah. sounding like you're smuggling maracas in your pockets, mm-hmm. like you're trying to sneak maracas in the damn carnival down in Brazil and shit. That's Sam Cuban I'm kidding. I was hoping you'd keep going with that. I was just like. That's perfect. Yeah, I'm the king of the rumba beat. <laughs> and if I in maracas, I go chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom. Oh, so good! Oh yes. God, this right uh, here folks, <clears throat> is number one why we're best friends. Number two, <clears throat> why we don't get shit done during nope. our two weekly meetings that we have to put on a show. And number three, <laughs> that we're fortunate as fuck to put on a damn podcast and make Indeed. it look like we know what the hell we're talking about. So yep. <laughs> in order to, uh, so in order to, uh, lend a little bit of, um, uh, seriousness and, um, profound professionalism to this, we have a special guest that we're going to bring on. Um, Indeed. this gentleman is somebody that I've had the pleasure of knowing for the last close to 10 years. And, um, one of the best guys I know, and I say that I'm not trying to kiss his ass. I mean, he'll, he'll probably downplay that when we bring him on here in a minute, but I mean, just all around like cut from a different kind of cloth. So, um, we're going to let him kind of talk about it. So he is the author of a book called the seven layers of successful relationships. He is also a practiced and, um, well-known behavioral scientist with a master's, or excuse me, with a doctorate in neuroanthropology. And we're going to have him explain what that is because I'm like, let me refer you to him because I still have trouble explaining that. We're going to bring him on here. It's like this. It's like this. Um, I speak work. So... Okay, let's let's stop let's stop selling ourselves short and bring him on the show. Just, Ladies and gentlemen, indeed. You please welcome Dr. Gino Calora. He's our guest for today. And uh, <laughs> hey, there he is. I'm literally you guys gave me my ab workout for the day because I'm dying laughing over here. Yeah, man. Dying <laughs> laughing, dude. This is great. Dr. G, welcome to the Battle Bros podcast, my man. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, for, gentlemen. Uh, I appreciate to, it. To be on here. So <laughs> Let's let's get that tough question out of the way. Yeah, man. 
What the what? hell is neuroanthropology? So let's explain that. Hey, so remember, some of us, not only are the two hosts, but some of our viewers at home, see these, the scar tissue, we're some knuckle dragon fuckers. So like, let's break it down Barney style and explain that to us. So. Break it down like a shotgun. All right. Or as I said Whoa. earlier, yeah, there we go. We, I speak words. <laughs> so how do you break down neuroanthropology, right? So the neuro side, right? So obviously that's speaking to neuroscience, right? The brain, anything having to do with the brain, neuro, right? Anthropology is the study of behavior, cultures, and, uh, and psychology, sociology kind of all mixed into one. So anthropology is the grandfather to a lot of the, the, the social sciences that we now know today. But it all started with the study of human behavior. And that's exactly what anthropology is. So neuroanthropology is the focus specifically on behavior within the brain and studying past trends, being able to predict future trends, and also exposing the current manner in which we are utilizing our brain optimally or not. Right. So that is the idea of the neuro side and the anthropological side. So when you said break it down like a shotgun, I was hoping like a Remington 870, not a damn Franke Spaz 12, because you got to have a damn degree to, to break that thing. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch Jurassic Park where Muldoon tries to shoot the raptor and he's like got the erector set like touched off. And he's like taking the whole thing apart like a damn erector set that shoots 12 gauge. Yeah. I was thinking like, Mossberg 500, Remington 70. I'm like, listen, we'll go a base model. Part. We will do a base model Mossberg 500, right? So essentially, it's a fancy way of saying human behavior. Ah, there okay. we go. Okay, now we have, now we've got that happy. <laughs> yes. That right there, folks, that is under. That if, works. If, we can roll with if, that. All right, let's if, roll with if, that. If politicians could do that, oh shit, we'd be in good shape. We'd be a oh, fucking God, best country. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it'd be crazy. So we are the best country in the world. Oh, I mean, the, okay. That, that goes with that being said. But I'm just saying things would be a lot more streamlined instead of all this. It would just be like that. So uh, let's, uh, let's kind of get into your background, Dr. G. So kind of give us you know a little overview. Do you like long walks on the beach? <sighs> Mai Tais. Mm. Got to have Mai Tais. That's a prerequisite in order to achieve the long walk on the beach. Okay. Um, Mimosas in the morning? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Included with brunch? Yes. Max, do you want me to talk a background as far as just like life story or on the professional side with the, the human behavior things? Well, kind of get into that, but kind of just also to kind of help paint a picture, a little bit more of a complete picture, like talk about um, if you could, you know, whatever you feel comfortable talking about with yeah. your time in uh, South America. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, so go into that. Um, all right, man. So born and raised, I'm a Florida boy through and through, right? Uh, hey, yeah. and, and for those of you who are tuning in um, and don't know the city of Tampa, right? Tampa is very, very well known for a specific spot called Ybor City. Um, Ybor City has a very strong history with the um, Cuban population, the Sicilian population, and the Spanish from Spain and German population. So my family um, comes from a long line of Cuban descent and Spanish descent and Sicilian descent. So born and raised in Tampa, been here my entire life, um, did my bachelor's, master's, and doctor degree all at the University of South Florida. And now um, he's showing off. There we go. Oh, man. <laughs> just, just, just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there, Mackle. <laughs> oh, great. Love it. Oh, man. But um, so been here my entire life minus a three-year stint um, where I lived in Cartagena, Colombia. Um, 
and did executive protection work down there. So I served as a PSD agent uh, for a global procurement firm. So it was on the, the private corporate side. So for those of you who are tuning in are familiar with PSD is protective services detail, essentially is what that means. It's a fancy way of saying a bodyguard. Um, so had a long, um, long history of doing a lot of martial arts and that's what kind of got me into that right in the close quarter type stuff went to bodyguard school um also went to blackwater for advanced tactical training uh went through a program there called hrso which is high risk security operations training had a chance to work with some really really cool people <laughs> who i learned a lot of cool stuff from subtle. very subtle Let me just... um so that was really really that was an awesome experience but anyways man so i came back from columbia took a year off Knew I wanted to start my doctorate degree, um, needed a job, right? So I um, actually got hired at Shooter's World. And that is uh, a, a very large indoor shooting range. That um, That is where Mac and I met. Um, so one thing led to another. And we developed a beautiful relationship coming out of that. And um, had some fun times with uh, a few different ventures in the tactical training world. But all that to be said, that exposed me and gave me the unique opportunity to spend a lot of time with veterans. Um, so I have a, a very near and dear place in my heart uh, with veterans. And um, and by the way, that's it, it's not just U.S. military. It's also British military, Australian military, uh, Colombian military. I had a chance to work with a lot of really, really good, solid dudes uh, when I was in Colombia. Um, specifically, there was a unit there called La Jungla. I don't know if you guys, Alamo Mac, you guys ever heard of that before, La Jungla? I've heard it once or twice before, but... I've heard of La Jungla, yeah. Okay. So they are a special operations component of Policia Militar um, in the uh, Colombian in the Colombian Army. So um, they specifically go after cocoa fields and burning them down, right? And so they are <laughs> they're rocking and rolling five days a week, right? I mean, the, the, the cartels protect those things in a very big way, right? So um, had a great relationship with those guys, learned a lot from them, and... Um, Long and the short, I learned how it is that they deal with combative trauma, right? And that really sparked an interest because counterparts that I knew in the U.S. military dealt with trauma a little bit differently, right? And there's a lot of cultural nuance to that, uh, specifically the, the clinicalization of that entire process, where for the folks that I spent time with in Colombia, it was a religious experience, right? And so this idea of hypervigilance and arousal and stress, um, that is a very normal adaptation to happen in combat, especially day in, day out, right? You, you, you literally are you're staying alive. Like you need to do what you need to do to stay in the fight, keep your head on a swivel, check left, check right, make sure that your your butts are good, right? Um, these guys would go to church once a week, would do confession, and they would do confession for what's called demonios de guerra, which means demons of war, right? So this idea of... Um, guys that they killed and also guys of theirs that they lost, right? They felt that they were haunted by those souls and those spirits and going to church and being absolved of that sin was an absolute for them. Right. And so literally the time from the time they walked in to the time that they walked out church, it was like just being washed away. That's, that was the feeling, the sentiment for them, vastly different than what you would get from the idea of, Oh, you, you're feeling ABC, XYZ, you have type symptomology. You need to go talk to a therapist. Right. And so there's a there's a not saying one's wrong. Right. It's just different. Right. But it fascinated me. That difference fascinated me. So that sparked kind of my flair uh, for wanting to learn more about human behavior and the neurological side and the culture's role. Right. Um, when it comes to all of that. So um, going back to where I was at before. So 
started my doctorate program. That was about a solid seven years um, at USF, and it was a grind, a hustle, um, lots of coursework, lots of writing, lots of research, and uh, ended up spending about four years studying folks in the special operations community here in the States and how it is that they dealt with trauma, cope with trauma, and different elements that affected their quality of life at home and at, uh, at their job. So um, fast forward a couple of years later, met my beautiful wife, who's now my beautiful wife, um, have a, uh, a gorgeous, gorgeous 21-month-old daughter who's, who's my Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me, just, let me just interject real quick. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying go find this guy's Facebook page because probably, you know, we respect the right to privacy, but holy shit. Like, if you saw this little girl, you're just like, oh, God, like, I'm, I just, I just can't. I can't try to make a kid that good looking. <laughs> shit, like, I mean, just an absolute angel. Like, you know, I, I show pictures of my mom. She's like, oh. It was just what you wanted. Like you look at my kid, and you just go, "Can you just slow down the sun?" No, 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 no. Listen, she is, she is. But I, I had to come up with a word to describe her. So you have snarky, and you have sarcastic. So you have snarcastic because (laughs) I like it. Half half Puerto Rican, half Irish. There you go. I like it. I like it. So anyway, yeah. So real quick question, Gino. Yeah, I would imagine like. Basically, you said you had to deal with a lot of during your research years with a lot of the guys in the special forces community. I would imagine that brought you quite often over to MacDill. Am I wrong or am I right? So the way that I procured my research, so the specific focus of what I had during my time doing field work. um, So I actually took a deep dive into mixed martial arts and their role in reassimilation and reacculturation, right, for U.S. service members. So um, though I did have a bit of time on base, truly, where I did the majority of my interviews, my focus groups, um, my surveys, all, all that kind of stuff was off base at different mixed martial art gyms that had a high population of folks oh. who were active duty as well as veterans, as well as civilians, right, all training together because there's a very that unique actually, thing. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of damn sense. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like, I mean, if you, you think about, I mean, you think about the amount of guys in the special forces community, I mean, just in... I mean, shit, in our line of profession when we were grunts in the militaries also, yeah. like how many guys go to a Muay Thai freaking, you know, dojo? Yeah, or man. A fucking um, a BJJ jiu-jitsu or, yeah. um, dojo. You know what I mean? It just Absolutely. It's, it's really notorious for having a lot of prior service, yes. a lot of law enforcement, That's all right. types of good stuff. And, it was, yeah. and what's, really, what's really fascinating about that, if I can just interject real quick, is we had a gentleman on um, three shows ago. Uh, we had a guy named Jerry Strickland, who uh, a guest that we had on through Alamo. Um, he actually is a guy involved with uh, the Mission 22 organization. Nice. Yeah. He, he was actually a regional leader, yeah. Yeah, he's a regional leader for, for the state of Florida and whatnot. But he was telling us, he's like, you know, one of, the, one of the things that they do is like, you know, if guys come out to them, get – looking for help and assistance they're like you know if you find a gym that does like you know bjj or something like they'll pay for a year's membership and it's like a lot of guys use that just as a way to kind of like get kind of centered to kind of get themselves self-centered and whatnot and he's like he's like it's amazing because it's like playing chess with your sweaty slimy ass body so yeah you know know, it's um it's amazing you mentioned that max so i actually just got back from dallas last weekend and there's a foundation called the We Defy Foundation. And this is exactly what they do. They pay for the tuition to a jiu-jitsu academy for combat veterans for a year, right? So there's an application nice. process. And um, 
you know, you go through, you get selected, you go to one of their certified schools where they have a ton throughout the, uh, throughout the country. I think they're up to 500 now. And, um, outstanding. It, That's I amazing. Mean, dude, it, cha- it changes lives. Like it, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. What happens, right? I mean, I can't say a blanket statement, but with the majority, especially the time that I did doing research and studying that just an improvement of quality of life, improvement of relationships, being able to retain employment, kicking addiction, all kinds of stuff that was really solid, really solid. Yeah. And I imagine, I imagine just the psychology of like, you know, you know, giving yourself something to challenge yourself, like yeah. challenge. And I mean, what's more challenging than freaking rolling with somebody on the freaking floor trying to submit exactly. them? That's you know exactly what I mean? Right. Like, you know, you get that adrenaline going, you're just like, yeah. No, but I mean, like, like, you know, I'm like. <laughs> in a very real sense, dude, you're, you're nailing it on the head because here's a really unique thing, right? So, like, for example, Alamo and Mac, you guys have an incredible brotherhood, right, and a camaraderie, right, that has very, very deep roots. It is sealed and forged in combat, right? Now, fast forward to guys who have come back and they're having challenges, man, try, trying to figure out, like, job and family. And, like, I like a month ago I was kicking down doors and shooting bad guys. And now I am eight to five Monday through Friday in a cubicle and I have to deal with five o'clock traffic. And I have a wife who's upset. I have kids who are crying. Like it's a lot, right? So for me to be able to feel comfortable to build so what we call social capital, which is like really meaningful relationships, like those bank of relationships. Um, it takes a lot more than just a handshake and saying, what's up. Right. Or that that's my work colleague. Right. When you can seal and forge a relationship, through combat and any pick your medium it doesn't matter if it's a gunfight or for its empty hand combat so bjj offers an opportunity specifically right for two guys to go after it a hundred percent right and be able to impose each other's will one maybe as a veteran one's a civilian never been in the military ever right but there's a brotherhood that's formed and it's one that they miss because they didn't they don't have it anymore like they did in the military so it's not a hundred percent the same but it's as close as you're going to get well, yeah. and, and also to kind of to, to double tap on that, too, you know, the few the the five or so interviews that we've had, you know, one of the things that we ask everybody, it's like, what's something you miss from the military? They're like that camaraderie, camaraderie. just having that sense of connection, you know, like it's it's there's things in the civilian world that are close to it, but yeah. it's not to the same depth, intensity yes. and magnitude that you would yes. find in the military. So. Without a doubt, man. And I will tell you, like, look, man, me as a civilian, right? Dude, my my best friends are guys that I have met training, right? Like, without, I mean, like, one minute, one's trying to rip your arm off, and then, you you know, you tap, and you guys are good, and then you're doing the same, you're trying to lock them in a choke, right? <laughs> choke them unconscious, and then tap, boom, restart, right? But it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. I mean, a lot of people, like, why do you guys wear pajamas and yard sweaty trying to choke each other like i don't understand and it's why don't you wear fucking pajamas bro because <laughs> you know you think about it and like while you're doing shit like that you're just like yeah okay but, it's 2022 let's stop judging motherfuckers how about that? yeah thank you it's like i got it's you on that tap up. out bitch. Like, yeah you did get me on that tap out so oh, yeah but uh, you know you, you kind of got me on that freaking foothold yeah you did kind of get me on that foothold hey that was it's a good hurt, message bitch. you want to get some coffee yeah let's go get some coffee Fuck yeah. So yeah, you want to go get a beer now? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude. And, and you know what? That's not, not not to not to start dropping you know products and stuff. But like like I was telling you, I just got done reading that Tim Kennedy book, Scars and Stripes. Yeah, and like, it is it is just spot Legit. on what you talked about. 
about you know just forming that bond and like he he talks about his trials and tribulations coming up through the, these different you know MMA gyms and whatnot and and just also like me being a guy who doesn't watch that kind of shit I, I know I say, hold your we'll fix that yeah. we will fix that like just <laughs> when he was coming up through like coming up through like you know freaking all this like ufc when it was really young and then he yeah. was also involved with strike force which yep. i had never heard of before he was uh if stuff. i remember like, correctly he was still like in the national guard when he was in freaking uh, doing, the, doing he, that wasn't he, he he talks about that a little bit in one of the chapters he talks he about was still how, sf right so he he was active duty and he <sighs> talked about how his command was like either you need to pick being a green beret or you need to pick being an athlete and he was like, he had, he kind of, and not, not to give away too much of the book. If you haven't read it, get off your ass and fucking read it. I'm going to um, get it. It's <laughs> Matt, he's 19th or 20th group. Do you know? He's, he's 19th out of Texas, but that's okay. what he switched into. And when he got in the 19th group, the commander's like, fuck, do both, man. It's going to bring some attention to us. Dude, hell, hell fucking dude. yes. Like, and do good it, call on that commander because that's exactly what oh, it's yeah. done. And, and he, and he yeah. but what, what I found interesting, and again, sidebar, sorry to kind of derail us a little bit here, but that's what Gosh, Mac. Jeez. How long have you known me, dude? Come on. Come on. But like, what's, what I like, what I really thought was great and honest about it was the fact that it's not every – like there's a lot of sarcasm to it. You know, if you've read Matt Best's book, thank you for my service. Like oh, the oh, whole thing is just it's, just it's just dripping with sarcasm. Good. Yes. But with Stud. Tim with Tim's book, it's it talks a lot about failures. Like you see this great dude on the outside. He's done a lot of cool shit. I mean <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a, he's still a Green Beret. He's a he's a Master Sergeant now, and he's done all this he's done these television shows and had a great career. But he's he's like I fucked up a lot. Like he went and he was trying to go about to get a certain job. And then right before he got it, something happened that like just derailed like the last three years of his life. And it's just like, yeah. Oh, so. that's real, man. That's, I'm, that's, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, man, it is yeah. so good. Like I, like I told you guys before the show, you laugh, you cry, you think, and like it makes you reflect. Like I was reading one chapter. We was talking about being in Afghanistan. And I was just like, I yeah. need a minute. Yeah. Yeah, so, no. Anyway, it, it, that it's it's, but it's it is so legit, though. Right? And here's the interesting thing too, right? Especially it's with like so the, honest, man. And it's a different kind of book nowadays, man. It's just well, so his understanding of it too, right, man? Because he's a he's a BJJ black belt as well, right? Like he he is certifiable. He is legit. His striking is awesome. His wrestling is fantastic. His jujitsu is phenomenal, right? But failure, right? So like that is one thing that is a really big deal, right? So for example, if I looked at both of you, right? And I said, <clears throat> all right, guys, what does it mean when you have mission failure, right? It's not good. Right? Something it, very bad happened. It's not a good exactly. feeling, right? It did not hit the OBJ. There's probably casualties. There's probably Kazavak involved. That's it right there, right? Bad shit. But dude, on a jujitsu mat, you fail multiple times every night, right? Because every time you tap, you failed, right? So it is a rewiring and a reprogramming of understanding what failure actually is in that context, right? And so like when I tap, it's giving me an opportunity to say, what did I do wrong, right? What can I do right? Well, dude, when you're in a gunfight, you don't get to go back. You don't get to bring someone back to life, right? It, it's the, the variables are, are different, and right? It's, so it's as a so civilian, you, you need to have the softer element of understanding failure, right? And so to help calm down some of those nerves and that yeah. hypervigilance, right? So there's a shift there, but dude, like 
it will beat you to the ground until you start understanding it because what ends up happening is that it will relinquish your ego like dude that's the beautiful thing about it like i've been training for a long time right and like for me to walk into a an academy right and be humbled like in 30 seconds by the instructor which by the way happens all the time like because there's just levels to it right like it doesn't matter i don't care what belt you are there's always someone better i don't care if you're a seventh degree freaking black belt you know you're a part of the gracie family there's always someone yeah. better right so, so that's what, the thing of it. here's here's the crazy thing gino is you haven't read the book yet but he actually says at one point towards the end of the book he says three powerful words that just resonate so hard yeah failure isn't final that's exactly right that's exactly right yes and that's you huge. know what, you know what's fucking sweet you guys actually brought up the perfect segue so g nizzle <laughs> common concerns and issues that you find with uh with our community that you've that through your line of work what do, what do you think the most common issues have been Oh, man. So, so I, I want to break that down. So let's let's take that from the service member side first, people that are still in the military. Yes. And then let's also then go and tackle the veteran side. Veteran so side. If you could kind of differentiate those two real quick while you're chatting. Dude, so, you know, this is interesting, right? So I had the very distinct opportunity, and then they're actually flying me up to brag um, in January. But nice. um, uh, SORB, Special Operations Recruiting Battalion. Um, yeah. or the army, right? So you, you got a mix of SF, you got psyops, you got civil civil affairs, um, ranger battle, the whole schmear, right? So, um, I had a very distinct privilege, man, of spending a week with with Sorb, um, not too long ago, and doing a workshop on specifically resiliency, right, and and optimization, uh, but optimization as a human being in general, right? So as a family person, but also as a soldier, and um, you know, he, here's the thing, man, when you have folks. The, the military demands that you are proficient and comprehensive in what you do because people's lives depend on it, right? And so when you take that level of professionalism and responsibility, and then you get into the civilian world, and the same thing isn't necessarily shared amongst your peers, right? There is a massive disconnection that happens, right? And then there's this idea of these people are incompetent because they don't understand how to do their job correctly and be efficient and do it in a timely manner so that one element of that is being able to bridge the gap right so for like for example if i am active duty i deploy out i come home and now i have spent nine to twelve months in combat right and now i have a seven-year-old kid and a wife who has no idea of what it's like what i just went through and now all of a sudden i've got to be dad that you know uh, plays with teddy bears and colors um coloring books and then I have to be the husband that is romantic and spontaneous and taking my wife out when my mind and my heart is still in the fight right yeah. and it is very exceedingly difficult to make that happen and society isn't fair man like we, we don't structurally systematically we do not treat warriors the way that they should be treated because look the conditioning and the understanding of what it takes to achieve a level of proficiency to be effective in combat is a very different understanding of what the stakes are and what, what you could lose than what you have if I don't make a deadline at a corporate job on a Friday afternoon, right? It, it, it's a very different thing. It's a big gap there. So, um, and if you look historically, there are very, very few cultures um, that try and mesh 
warrior class and civilian class. There was always a separation between warrior class and civilian class because they're two different codes. They're two different ways of living life. They're two different ways of viewing opposition and adversity and stress. One is reactive, right? We have a threat, demolish it, man. Just, just obliterate whatever that threat is, right? The other one is, well, there's a potential threat. Well, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. What's going to be a productive thing where no one gets hurt? But, so it's two different things. What we are now demanding of our people is, I want you to be a massive lion, just being able just to be a savage here. And then when you come home, I need you to be a teddy bear, right? But not giving them the skills and the tools to do it. Because let me tell you, man, it is not and it, it's not easy and it takes time. Like it takes a lot of time to unwind all of that. And you don't ever fully unwind it because it's there. And you guys know this. There are defining pillars in who you are as a human being. When you are dealing with stress response system, fight or flight at that level, holy smokes, man. How many civilians in a first world country can relate to that? Not a lot. Not a lot, right? So um, I digress, man. I'm sorry. I, I, got, I went a little, little left there. Um, so, well, I mean, what's your question? Uh, this, our train of thought takes a dirt road all the damn time. Yeah, yeah tell me about it, dude. I, but, I, I, um, I go 50 different avenues. No, I, I, I think, uh, like, the way you said that, though, earlier, like, I think that, like, the separation between the two classes, like, the you know, there's, only, there's one specific society, specifically in ancient history, mm -hmm. that pops to mind immediately, and that's yeah. the freaking warrior class of Rome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rome... Like the soldiers, you know, that they, they were held in such high regard back then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, the, the way it, it was almost as if like they were the athletes of their time, aside from the gladiators. It's mm -hmm. it's it was insane. Well, dude, like, think think about think about that scene from Three Hundred. It's like, what is your job, Carpenter? What is your job, Baker? Spartan. Yes, that's exactly that's right. our profession. Yes. Oh, like, oh, yeah. oh, dude, I just got pumped up. Watch. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. dude. It, it, it's but it's it's so true, though. Right. Like the idea of understanding the ethos and the code of a Roman legionnaire. Right. Like what it meant to be a part of something that is outside of the civilian class that you are are raised and trained to protect right there's an automatic identification like in your own management of who you are as a sheepdog like you understand my job is to protect them right i am not them i am i have to protect them right that's a big shift man like that and i could tell you like coming from the executive protection world it's like if i put myself on a playing even playing field with my client no i am there to make sure that they do not get hurt by any means necessary whatever that looks like I can't sit there and actually look at them eye to eye and say we're on the same playing field because at the end of the day, I'm being asked to put my life in front of theirs, right? And take that bullet for them, right? And so it's similar. It's different, right? Because it's not a constant state of combat like you guys have experienced, but the mentality, right, of putting others before yourself and being okay with it because it's part of our code. And civilian class will tell you the opposite. Like in business, do that and see what happens, right? It, it, you're not, it's very hard to be successful. Like you have to be selfish. You have to be stingy and well, right. And, and it's, there are ways to do it, but man, like very few people understand how to yeah. do that to where it's going to be beneficial. Yeah. It's, Mouthful. Doesn't exactly, mm. doesn't exactly work out all the time. So is that, is there anything else you want to add to that for the military side? Cause I, or yeah, so military side. So I, I, you know, I think one of the biggest things there is is being able to get realigned, right? And so, like challenges that you see, just do okay. Operational tempo. 
the operational tempo that is maintained in the military is vastly different. Now, here's the, the, the flip side of that. The amount of stimuli that you're having to manage and deal with as a civilian is much higher. It's much greater, right, than what is it you have to deal with when you're deployed out. I had so many guys that I worked with that, dude, they wanted to go back to combat because life was a whole lot more simple. Right. I had one objective. Right. And and whatever that was is going to define if I'm successful or not. And I have my dudes who I love and my trust that are going to help me get there. I come home. I have to wear all these hats. Right. right. It's and, like with all the stimulus you're bringing in in a civilian you know, world, you guys are just like, oh, and this. But and when you're overseas, uh, like all that stimuli just kind of gets in. It's yes. Home you say it's that. Focused. And it's like it's one of those like really profound things because I. I had to come to a realization. This is kind of like a little come to Jesus moment for me recently where, you know, I had to really kind of think about just how because and this this just lets you know just how long it takes you to still come. I'm still coming down from it and I fucking deployed like back in fucking 2007. Yep. So uh we're getting old, bro. I know. Dude, <laughs> just deal, just dealing with, because I'm used to, for example, like I, I, I'm a big gamer, so I try, I tend to game a little bit. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, so, you know, when I'm in the zone and like whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm playing, like I'm in that, I'm in that zone. But then, like once I'm out of it, and I realize I'm like having to deal with, okay, Bab, we got to fix the toilet, okay. Daddy, I did this. What do you mean you did that? Are Daddy, you bleeding? He no. hit me. What? Okay. What? You know, and then and it's almost like a in your mind, like you you were this was your focus, right? And then all of a sudden, because now you have you know your family and everything to worry about, it just went from this to the blinders really just kind of just and you're just like ah! and you know I, for me, I've noticed that it it tends to be more of a stressor. Like you get more stressed out because, I mean, you're not in danger, but you're stu- you're you're on such high alert. You 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 just ooh, and you and you ha- you get tense because of all the things that you're having yes. to deal with. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that, Alamo. And the reason why I say that is because. <clears throat> Your stress response system is your stress response system in the sense of you have rudimentary neurohormones, right? So we've got cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, adrenaline, right? Take your pick. But when we get into fight, flight, or freeze, it's the same stuff that's getting released. So the same hormones that would release when I get pulled over by a cop and I'm like, oh, am I riding dirty? And the and, and if I'm getting shot at neurohormonally, it's the same dump. Right, it's yeah. the same stuff that's going through. It's just the volume and how long it lasts. Yeah. So when you think about, I'm stuck in traffic and I'm super pissed and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. I got to go home. I am literally putting my body right through the same norhormonal dump as if I'm in a firefight. Yeah. Right now, what ends up happening? There's no burnoff, dude. When I'm in a when I'm in a gunfight, I'm 
shooting, moving, communicating, right? And I'm actually being able to do something to burn down whatever that threat is. When I'm sitting in traffic, I just stew, <laughs> right? Like, and then, or if I'm dealing with issues with my spouse or my children or work or whatever it is, and it manifests and it that's, manifests. That's, that's probably not the best example because I doubt you and your wife have had too many problems. Oh, no, man. You kidding me? I'm a blessed, I'm a very lucky man. I will tell you that, man. My wife is, is beyond just amazing. She puts up with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. She, Shout out to me. Yes, yes, absolutely, man. She she is amazing. Um, but uh, but no, man. So you know, it, it's really important to understand that your body, your mind, from from a neuroscience perspective, we have this thing called neuroplasticity, right? And this is this idea that there's different areas of your brain that can mesh with one another. It's not all hardwired, right? There's some soft stuff that's going on. So for example, right, if I were to tell you, all right, Alamo, there are certain things, certain movements, certain things that you can understand with shooting a rifle that will translate into archery. Right. Well, what's yeah. actually happening? I am taking a basic marksmanship understanding and fundamentals of a projectile leaving my body and going somewhere else, and I'm applying it. I'm meshing them together. We're talking about jujitsu, right? That is neuroplasticity, right? Because I'm talking about combative principles that have to do with close quarter combat, okay, intimate, close, right? But at the same time, if I were to take it at a forty thousand foot macro view, I can apply those same principles to a strategic gunfight, right? On on a field of battle right so it, it's all relative in how it is that you're applying it and the scale to which you're applying it it's just a question of tactics strategies and attributes right that are going to shift from one to the other the challenging part is that when you're doing that with stress and how do you deal with that stress at that moment in time dude it is incredibly complex because it's not just about the stressor it's about all the different things that you're thinking about subconsciously and consciously being mixed together as opposed to when I'm deployed out and on active duty and I'm in a gunfight I'm just in the gunfight like that 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 is life right now not all this other stuff right so yeah. that's where a lot of the guys that I worked with that's where they had that preference now on the veteran side right so outside of active duty and switching on the veteran side it's tough man because you know you get into an element of losing identity, losing who you are, right? Because that brotherhood, that camaraderie, Facts. the fight defined you, right? Like the fight, even if you were not actively in it, right? You were always prepping for it, right? And so there's there's that thing, that anticipation that brought everyone together. And there's that common enemy, right? Especially for as long as we were in combat. I mean, what, what was it? 21, 22 years in active war? How, how long were it? Yeah. Between OIF and OEF? 21. Right? 21 After years. Sand was 21 years. Right. right. I mean, right at 20, right at 20. So like, dude, it's not like you're going into the military back then, like in peacetime and like, Oh no, you, you know, you're going to fight like that. That's, that's, that's the deal. Right. So, um, you know, when you come back to the civilian world and, and what is the fight? Like, like what is the thing that has that level of meaning? Right. Because now it's just surviving. It's just being able to pay the bills. It's being able to be a productive mm -hmm. citizen in society, right? Being able to be a good husband or a good boyfriend or whatever it is, right? So it's much more complex. And that is why you see a lot of issues with addiction. That is why you see a lot of issues with depression. You see a lot of issues with being able to maintain employment. You see a lot of issues with physical fitness, right, in general, because uh, because of the depression, right? So um, oh, and then yeah. just dude, lack of feeling like you have a tribe, like are you feeling that you belong, right? Because you, you think differently, you look at things differently, but there's a 1% of the population out there that can relate to you. But 1% when you're competing against 99% that you have to blend in with, that's tough, dude. Like that's really, really tough, right? So being able to find outlets 
that provide that kind of camaraderie. That's why it's so important. And you know, and, and not to say, man, that you know, cognitive behavioral therapy isn't isn't efficacious because it is right. It, it, there's a time and a place for it. But when you're talking about the psychology of someone who's dealing with PTS, I don't like calling it PTSD. I think the disorder side of it needs to get dropped, right? Because it's it's a very common thing, right, for most human beings to adapt to those situations of survival, right? You're going to you're gonna be hypervigilant, right? You're not going to be able to sleep because you're worried about where the next mortar's coming in, right? Like, are, are, you know, there, there's certain templates that are playing in your mind that kept you alive, right? And so we have failed miserably as far as the transition is concerned and equipping and empowering guys and gals to be able to reassimilate and reacculturate back into society. That is why this idea of relinquishing the warrior ethos completely, like you're no longer that Marine, you're no longer that soldier, right? Now you're going to be Billy Bob that works for FedEx or Amazon. Nothing wrong with that, right? But the meaning that goes into what and that is to you changes. And I find that so hard that you could just drop that. I mean, especially when you have guys like myself and this guy over here on my left, yeah. who, you know, 9-11 was such a big part of why of who we are and how we joined yeah. the military. It's like, you know, he was a freshman. I was a senior in high school. And it's just yeah. like, we just saw our country get attacked. It's like, yeah. I'm going to fucking stand up and do my part to that. Yep. And now we're going to take all that and just, okay, forget all that. I'm not a yeah. war anymore. I had just, I had just moved from New York months from the months before that. Wow. Yeah. Wow, dude. That's craziness, man. Holy smokes. Mm -hmm. Wow, 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 wow. We still got to take the bro trip, though. Check all that shit out. So, okay. So, kind of leading, so kind of carrying on with that, what are some of the bad habits that you see uh, service members that are separating out of the military that they carry bad habits or behavior patterns or whatnot that they carry into the civilian world? Mm -hmm. Yarr. Okay. So, Dude, so communication is a big one, right? Lack thereof, right? So, so being able to communicate effectively with what it is that you're actually feeling, right? And what do I mean by that? With your brothers, no problem, right? Because there's an understanding, right? You could like, be naked around them and whatever, like we're bros, so whatever, right? And we, we've been baptized together through through combat and through traumatic Why is it always? Why is it always involved male nudity? Like, damn it. Like, come on, man. I mean, dude, like, come on. Like... You guys are army grunts, bro. Like, seriously, come on now. <laughs> hey, bro, check it out. Eggs over easy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mac, you forget, right? What, what One of my brothers is Danny Alvarez, right? Captain Army Infantry. So uh, being around him, bro, come on now. <laughs> By the way, shout out shout out to Danny. Congratulations on, yeah. uh, on your election there, pal. Future, future uh, Representative Alvarez. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so communication, now breaking it down, right? So what is communication? Well, what's the point of it? Right. Well, the point of communication is to commune. Well, what's commune? It's to share. Right. Well, why do I share? To build community. Right. And so if I don't understand how those three things are related and they all have, have the same etymology. Right. It's just a different application. If I don't understand why it is that it's important for me to be able to articulate what I'm feeling and how I'm feeling and more importantly, know how to put myself in the other person's shoes. Dude, it's impossible. It's hard. It's hard for I've got a PhD in this stuff, and it's hard for me to do it. Right? Like, let alone someone who has dealt with the level of trauma and stress and dislocation. Right? That someone in the military has. So, um, that communication is number one. Uh, number two. So, purpose. Being able to really understand that sense of purpose. Where do I belong? 
right? Something that I do every single time I have the opportunity to work with combatants, doesn't matter domestically or, or internationally, whatever. I ask them to define themselves. All right, how do I do that? I literally will sit there, give them a clean sheet of paper, and I will give them 20 minutes. And I say, I want you to write your own personal constitution. I want you to tell me everything that you stand for. So if I was a complete stranger, I will know that when I interact with you, what to expect. You look at the U.S. Constitution, it's clear as day, right? What it is this country stands for, right? So it would be amazed at how many guys and gals, when I ask them to do that, they don't know where to begin, right? Because what defined them was the fight and it was the people to their left or to the right. They never gave themselves the opportunity to understand who they are to themselves, right? And that's a really, and that's any human being, let alone someone who has been to this level of trauma and stress, right? And so um, that matters very much in an identity management perspective. And then number three, patience. I cannot tell you how many times I saw guys and gals, man, like patience level was null, right? Because it's like, uh, needs to happen now. Like not, not, not tomorrow, not, not yesterday. Now. Right. So, um, you know, and the urgency, that sense of just like, it needs to get done like 15 minutes ago. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, and you know, these all lead to different things, man. You know, you start talking about symptomology, like, you know, whether it's the insomnia, the hypervigilance, um, you know, not being able to carry employment, not being able to cope appropriately. And when I say appropriately, meaning in a healthy way, well, what is healthy? Well, what's socially acceptable, right? And that's some of the beautiful things about having that camaraderie when you're in a group training environment, through whether it's CrossFit, Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, Judo, whatever, right? But it's this idea that there is this core group of people and you're pushing through adversity together. That is missed because the adversity that I feel to have a, a deadline for an email on a, on a Tuesday afternoon is very different than the adversity that I feel when um, someone is trying to choke me out, right? Or when someone is punching me in the face over and over again and I need to do something about that, right? So it, it matters because that's baptism through fire, right? And that's what really, really signifies meaning to, to guys who've been there and done that like you guys have. That's very enlightening. That's, that's it's a mouthful, y'all. That's a mouthful. No, but like you're sitting here and I'm like, he's, you're talking about, you know, the communication. I'm like, yeah. And I was like, patience. I'm like, yeah. He's talking about <laughs> me. Shit. <laughs> Dude, ah, dude, we're dude, on this show, but damn it. Like, Brother, that's oh. everybody, man. Like, that's, no, you know, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, 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 but the, the transparency whole thing is that part of it's important. It's it like, is, right? And, it, and then here's the big thing, man the alignment factor, right? Like, are you aligned? Well, aligned with what? <laughs> <laughs> like what what does that even mean man like how how do i know like prime example if i were to ask you both right now mac what's your value system alamo what's your value system right what are the top five things that you value i guarantee you guys will be able to give me an answer in 30 seconds right it's a pretty simple basic question right and most people carry a lot of very similar values right when it comes to that kind of of a proposition but if i were to ask you guys in a very real sense Every single day that goes by, how true are you to those values and every single decision that you make? That changes things. So in a very real sense, that's immediate misalignment, which means you're in conflict with yourself. And if you're in conflict with yourself, Mac, where are you going? Don't you hide from me. <laughs> you said that and I was like, oh, he's thinking on me again. <laughs> no, but like, but that's, I mean, that that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's all I can say is yes. Like, oh, man, yes, but yes, like it's real. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Real yeah. talk. Real talk. Real, real talk. 
keeping it 100 folks here on the battle bros <laughs> podcast baby all right so um we're gonna kind of combine these next two bullet points um hit me together so kind of want to get your take on <clears throat> since you call it pts we'll take yep. the d off there we'll leave out the d <laughs> um talk about pts mm-hmm. and um kind of your tips for maintaining yeah, but where's the fun in that i mean wait what are we talking about <laughs> You can. Yep, y'all infantry for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's kind of want to get you know your take on on PTS, and then also kind of you know give us what things we can do, you know, or you can tell other people to do to just help them maintain their their self mental health. Yeah. Or, or or the mental health of others. So so this is where it gets interesting, man. So like if I were to ask you guys, because most of you. We just added uh-huh. 30 minutes to the length of this broadcast. hey <laughs> <laughs> Like, for example, if I were to ask, all right, Mac and Alamo, at any given time, all right, if you look at Cooper's colors, right, what color are you on, on, on a regular basis, right? Like, what would you say the average is? Like, what color am I? Yeah, like white, yellow, orange, red, black, like Cooper's colors, right? So, like, are you guys oh, – sorry. Are you guys familiar with Cooper's colors? No. I'm okay, my bad. Totally my bad. Okay, so good, good. Cooper, Cooper's colors, it's 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 about t- a tactical mindset, right? So basically white um, means that you're you're unprepared and Oh you're that Cooper. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Colonel Cooper. Got yes, it. yes, right. yes. Okay, yeah. so all right, so you know what I'm talking about. So what color would you say that you guys are on a regular basis? Probably Yellow, maybe? I was going to say probably yellow. Okay. All right. So, yeah, and, and most people say yellow, right? So, and then, you know, you have a few people that say orange, right? But when you break down what it means to be, quote, unquote, prepared, right? Because that's what yellow means. You, you are prepared. You're, you're relaxed, right? But you're prepared for whatever may happen. That means there is a, a spike. There's there, there's a thing, <clears throat> an edge, right, where you're, your head's on a swivel, right? You, you're, you're dialed in, right? And you're watching and you're waiting, right? Is that stress? No, that is the nature of my life because of Uncle Sam kind of preparing me for life in the 2020s because of the fact that I was in the military. It's like, I mean, it, you say you say Cooper's colors, and it just reminds me of that great scene. And I'm sorry to, to you can dumb it down with a movie comparison, but there's that great scene in Jarhead where they go out to the Gulf, and they're like, "You will hydrate." And you will train, and you will maintain a constant state of suspicious awareness, and you will dehydrate, and you will dehydrate and train again. Uh, it, 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 but it's like, yeah. Back, dude, you should have gone into stand-up comedy, I swear. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I don't want all those people, like, I don't want all those people undress me with their eyes going, ooh. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, man! So you know w- when you look at being in a state of of call it like very minimal hypervigilance, right? As far as being prepared, like you're you're dialed in, right? But you're not overreacting. You're not you're not broaching the orange, right? And then diving into yeah. the red. Above average situational awareness. Correct, right? Well, dude, here's the thing: like th- it's taxing. After a while, right? When you are in that constant, it's draining, right? Like, and believe me, I get it because my wife, I do. Like, I don't leave my house unless I'm wearing a gun. It doesn't. I don't. I don't care where we're going. Like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm wearing a gun, right? That that's that. It, that's not even a negotiable, right? But what comes along with that, 
right? It's all the other stuff that I'm thinking about at any given time, right? Having to deploy that weapon or not, right? And then having to maintain retention. And what does that mean? Like, you guys know all the tactical stuff that goes into that stuff, right? So, like, dude, when I'm when I get home, I'm exhausted, <laughs> right? Like, and, and, and that's not even dealing with the symptomology of, like, very advanced PTS, right? That's just minimal stuff, right? And so you take everything else on top of that, and then you look at what are you doing to give yourself the opportunity to legitimately apply that neuroplasticity to kind of start to rewire how you're looking at a threat and the presence of a threat because that's another thing. Dude, you could train to fight Putin himself, right? But at the end of the day, if that the, if the probability of that threat that's is a bad idea. like that. <laughs> that guy oh, goes and bear hunts with bro, like, no bro, shirt on inside me up. with a All right, dude. knife. Like, sign that guy me is up. insane. Dude, I don't care if he's a judo black belt. Bring it, son. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you're going to sit out there in the Siberian cell and just take your junk out and just smack him across the face. It's like, all right. <laughs> Uncle Sam uh, says, hey, man. bitch. Anyway. So. Sorry, I'm not trying what to start you a, do, an international. You think you're so big stuff? Who the fuck you think you are? Why don't you take out bear with bare hands? I'm going to turn into Ricky Bobby so fast. Listen here, bitch. You don't know about liberty. You don't know about freedom. So why don't you just go ahead and break my arm, peppy little bitch? Oh, oh he brought it. He brought it. So, sorry. The side trail. My bad. Like like I said, oh, this man. is well, this is amazing that we get to do a podcast because like we just it's like we get on a damn meeting twice a week and we're just like sitting here online. If Google knew that we did all the dick dancing that we did on the freaking Google Hey-o. app, it's just like uh we gotta we gotta shut these guys. Up, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but now you know here's the thing about that, right, man? So when you're talking about things like PTS, you're talking about rehab and recovery for, for your brain that has been through a lot of chronic stress, right? There's three things that matter, your physical health, your mental health, and your social health, right? So physical, mental, social components. Well, when you look at your life in the military, you had all three. There were physical requirements. You had PT requirements, right? From a mental perspective, you need to be able to do your job and do your job well, right? And bring the right attitude to work. If not, there were very real consequences. Whether you wanted them or not, you had to do them, right? And then socially, you can't fight the camaraderie. Like you're in, you're in really crappy situations together and you have to learn how to make lemonade out of those lemons, right? And so when you come out and you are neglecting physical, mental, social, or even if you're just neglecting one, there is a shift in balance and equilibrium, right? And, And you're off, you're misaligned, right? And so it's being able to understand and legitimately map, what do I need to achieve optimal physical health? What do I need to achieve optical, optimal mental health and then social health? And let me start actually making decisions and choices to fuel a lifestyle that will help me cope with the stress that I have been through as well as the stress that is to come. Because that's just the nature of the beast, right? Life is a nonstop roller coaster, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, right? So you've got to be able to equip yourself with the, the right mentality. But if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not giving yourself the self-respect, Right to take care of yourself, to do, to be the good dad, to be the good husband, to be the good employee, the good business owner. At the end of the day, go back to what you stand for. Who are you as a person? Because you're telling me all these things: honesty, loyalty, integrity, whatever those values are. Right. Well, dude, that all starts with you being honest with yourself, you being loyal to yourself. And if you're not doing that, how do you expect to do it to other people? And if you're not taking care of yourself, that's the ultimate disrespect. All right, so let's let's stop. So, let's let's do a hard stop right there. Uh, I'll say I'll say this: be fucking honest with yourself first, people. Yeah. Judge yourself before you go judging others. Big time. 
I think uh, I think a great analogy to even <clears throat> kind to kind of betterfy it because my gamer my, like my, my 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 gamer geeky ass is thinking about it. How do you navigate the Mario Kart Rainbow Road of life? I got nothing on that one, dude. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. And that's and that's because he watched the new damn trailers. Like, dude, you see the trailer? It looked awesome. Is there a new one coming out? There's there's an Super animated movie. Super Mario movie. Yes. Super Mario Brothers the movie, and it's like so, animated. Like the the live action one back in the day wasn't bad for being an '80s movie. I mean, you had what's '90s Dennis. Whatever you had, Dennis Hopper playing King Koopa, but it was all like it was kind of a little bit cheesy. But this one looks like, yeah, so John Leguizamo playing me. Luigi. I'm about to throw you guys overboard. You ready for this? The last gaming system that I owned was the original Nintendo. Nice, true story. And I was eight. <laughs> that is the last time, dude. Like I have cousins that have all the, all the new stuff, and I'll go over and play sometimes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, this is addicting. <laughs> see, I, see now, like, so it's funny because Alamo talks about gaming and playing like Call of Duty, that that kind of genre yeah. of game. I can't play those fucking things because I'm like, how the hell do you take a knee and cover the fucking blind corner? Holy <laughs> shit! Is it triangle? Is it R three? Is it trigger two? Shit! What the fuck? Like just just all over the place. You just can't. I'm like, I don't know. I can do it in real life. Push and joystick forward. Push and joystick forward. Uh, tap the circle button. All I know is up, fire. up, down, down, left, right, left, right, X, triangle, <laughs> square, triangle. Circle. Oh my gosh, that is uh, great, man. Uh, that is great. I love it. I love it. My mom would kick your ass in Dr. Mario and Super NES. She starts off on level 20 and goes from there. It's like, she didn't even fuck around. Like, fuck nice. around. It's easy original <laughs> example of fuck around and find out. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, I love it. I love right. it. So that being said, tips for maintaining mental health. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We yeah, talked. You kind of hit on that a little bit, but let's yeah. kind of yeah. like let's let's uh, let's go into that. Just let's elaborate. Let's talk. So just some rudimentary stuff. So let's start with the physical, right? So the diet. Rudimentary is basic for all of us. Eleven bang bangs. Eleven Charlie. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, or you diet. 03 11 crayon munching fuckers. We love you guys too. Uh, goddamn marine grunts and stuff i know you guys are your own special breed so but hey you guys are not gonna like this right but this is a very real thing right so first and foremost gotta cut out alcohol right yeah you, you gotta say goodbye to the booze right and the reason why i say that it's not that so much about the addiction side of it right it's more of actually what it does right to to your neural your neurons and your synapses um it kills them in a very real sense. Now, look, I'm not saying not to drink at all. What I'm saying is habitually and chronically, yeah, right? You want to yeah. give yourself a day or two out of the week to have a glass of wine, a couple of beers. All right, man, cool, right? But the daily stuff, mm-mm, no bueno, right? Um, and that's and that's where a lot of guys have problems coming back home is they go exactly right. however long, six, nine months, and they come back home and thinking, oh, I can still pound it like I used to. And next thing you right. know, they've wrapped their fucking car around a tree at 150 100%. miles an hour. Yeah. 110%, man. So Stop that's a very real thing. Stupid. Come yeah. on, guys. Right. Um, dude, got to drink water, right? Basic, but I, water very much matters, right? Especially when you're talking about... Hydrate or die. Right? It Hydrate or die. Big, big deal, dude. Leafy greens. You got to freaking down some spinach and kale, man. That is like vital, right, for your neurological health. Spinach, uh, yes, kale. No, no, you don't do kale, dude. You don't. Oh, I'll do kale. spinach. I, I, I got, I got the green superfoods powder that I add to my. Bam. Food. Yep, I rock with that every morning, man. Green vibrance that stuff is. Bam. 
gets you rocking and rolling. I mean, um, I had I had Gina one time. He's like, you want to do a smoothie, man? Put avocado in that shit. I'm like, what? True story. Fuck like, yeah. True story. And I was just like, I'm like, come on, man. I'm Bro, just avocado like, sweet yo. Good yeah. cholesterol, good yes. oils for yes. your body. Yes. Freaking yes. perfect for your skin, too. And oh, your please, please don't tell me the world is flat. I'm like, what the fuck else do I not know at 30-something years old? I'm like, I'm just living <laughs> in a dream world. <laughs> Bro, I can answer that question for you because I'm right there with you. We don't know Jack. I can yeah. tell you right now, we don't know Jack. We don't know shit. Oh, man. So, you know, that exercise, man. And, and, you know, look, how, however you want to do that, if you're a runner, run. If you lift, lift. Like, you've got to do things to put your body into a state to where you're going to start releasing endorphins, right? And be able to have that burn off for that stress that you feel and be able to do something with the neurohormones that exist. I encourage both you guys and the audience to take a look into a guy named Robert Sapolsky. Right, Dr. Robert Sapolsky out of Stanford University. He has a book called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. Right, mm-hmm. It is a, a pivotal, out of the 300 books that I utilize in my dissertation research, his is probably the one I use the most. I'm right. probably going to read that just because of the damn title. It's like, why it's zebras amazing. don't get ulcers? Dude, it's amazing. Just do just oh, YouTube okay. and watch his lectures. Right? It, it's, it's absolutely fascinating, the work that he has done. Robert um, Zapolsky? Sapolsky. S-A-P-O-L-S-K-Y. Yes, Sapolsky. Um, so, already found him. Yeah, I highly recommend. Um, so when you take a look at right stress response in general, right, and, and the, the need for us to have a physical burn off of it, uh, when you start taking a really close look at what happens with some, for example, cancer patients or immunodeficiency disorders, right, like stress is very real because what does stress end up doing that is chronic? It will shorten your telomeres, right, from a genetic perspective in your DNA. Right now, what is that and what does that even mean? That means that there is this field, right, that, that we have called epigenetics. Epigenetics means the influence that your environment has on your genetic expression, your genetic makeup. So if I were to tell you this, Alamo, for example, Alamo, look, man. Um, yeah, that's you, right. Pick on him for a minute. I'm good. <laughs> if you keep at a scale from one to 10, right, on a Likert scale, if you keep your stress level sub three, you may be predisposed for cancer. Right. But if you don't let yourself get to a six or a seven chronically, that gene will never express itself. Right. Mm. So that is the idea of epigenetics. Now, what is stress? Let's go back to that. How do I navigate stress? How do I keep myself in a low state of stress? Right. I'll deal with spikes, but it's the chronic nature of it, which is often associated with things like PTS. Right. It is a chronic thing. Hence why a diagnosis comes into place. So that is this idea of, look, man. You have got to learn how to master yourself. And once you can master yourself, you can make sense of your environment. If you can make sense of your environment, you know what is worth being stressed over and what is not. The challenging part is when there's ambiguity, right? Because ambiguity means you don't know and your brain automatically interprets ambiguity as danger. So it gets you rocking and rolling, man, and it will go, it will push you from yellow to orange, right? In Cooper's colors, right? And so that's a really important thing. Um, so that that's a, another facet of it, right? So there's the exercise component, the diet component, obviously the sleep component, very important. And look, I'll just put it out there, but like sexual health matters as well, right? H- having that sort of interaction and relationship for multiple reasons, psychologically. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, I knew it. I and knew it. Funny, because it's funny. Because okay, so so to derail this thing completely, you yeah, like, I dude, I just bare, threw a wrench in the whole bare. thing. Oh no, no, but I'm sitting here thinking like my my dumbass eleven bang bang self sitting there. It's very important to master yourself. I'm like, 
Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Shit. I've done plenty of that in a port of shitter over in a third world country and get Uncle Sam to pay for it. Oh, man. You come, out, you come out sweating just a little bit more than normal. The guys are looking at you like, yeah. Well, I, just, I just ran three miles. Where's I'm going to do a solid pleat the fifth, gentlemen. A solid pleat the fifth. Oh, my gosh, man. So, hey, so it's hey, important. For all those guys out there, come on. If you've done it, just, it's, this is like Garantham will do this. Is like if, if it's one of those things. About, it's one of those like things. Subscribe button. Yeah, absolutely. it's one of those things where you just go. If you know, you know. <laughs> Hashtag if you know, you know. Oh my oh, gosh, man. man! So so no, man. I'm sorry we weren't exactly forthcoming with what. Our hey, brother, listen, man. This like this is this is this is this is. Your world, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just chilling. This is y'all's show. I'm just, I'm just here for the popcorn and a good convo. Uh, <laughs> but uh, those and spades. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> anyway. But no, man. It, you know th those things are important, right? And so outside of that is, dude, social networks, right? Like this is probably the most difficult thing for a lot of the veterans that I worked with. Pushing yourself to create new relationships that have not been battle tested, right? Like the idea of I have to be vulnerable. Right? I have to be willing to open myself up to somebody that I don't have history with. And I have to be yes. willing right, to like share yes. things. And how are they going to react? And what's their expectation? And what's mine? And what if they disappoint Jesus, me? Dude, because I don't yes. know what they're made of. Like, what I don't know what the fabric is. Alamo and Mac, right now, if I dropped you guys off into an austere environment, right, where you didn't know anybody else, the sense of comfort that you guys would have that you have each other would be what? Amazing. It'd oh, be yeah. enormous. It'd be everything. I'm going to hug him and cry for a minute and be like, all right, let's get to work. <laughs> It'd be everything. Right? It would be everything. It's because you guys have been there and done that, right? Well, if I drop you, Mac, if I drop you off with someone you've never met before, <laughs> and now it's like, all right, dude, um, you've got minimal water and food. You've got no weapons, and there's uh, nobody anywhere in your grizzly bear country. you got to survive for a month. Good luck. All right, shooting him, taking his shit. The grizzly bear is going to go to him. <laughs> We're good. He's going to fucking hightail the fuck out of there. Yeah. It's a mentality shift, right? So, like, you have got to push yourself to, to create new social connections, right? Because that has everything to do with having a, a sense of tribal community, which very much matters in your own identity. Here's the thing with human beings, man. Like, the only reason why we survived, like T-Rex and saber-toothed tigers, is because we had each other. Why? We had fire. We had spears. We had this idea that if we come together and use our brains, we can survive. Well, same thing. Mac, you're going to know this, right? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The first baseline level of that pyramid, right? It, if you do not have this idea, right, of, of dependence, Right. And so and let me just stop there for a second. Let me just ask you both a question. When I say the word dependence, right, do you take that as something that is a weakness or something that is a strength? Um, I would say that it depends on the situation. OK. All right. Same. OK. So, like, If we're talking about people like, you know, depending on others, that's I mean, look, look what happened with my mom. Like she kind of depended on me to keep things going for a while. Yeah. If I can go out into the wood and into the woods and go just kind of get off grid for a while and just depend on myself to be able to go out there and just kind of unplug and, you know, unwind and stuff. And if I can depend on not having to depend on if I can have the experience where I don't have to depend on other people, like that's going to be enjoyable as hell for me. What about you, Macho? What do you say? What do you say to that? Because we're kind of throwing he's we're throwing monkey wrenches into the works. He's throwing curveballs over here. I'm like, hey, oh, I, I, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dependence, good, bad, go. Well, now I'm I'm thinking. 
Um, was, that the, was that the smoke or did you get elected pope? Wow. Wow. Let's not blaspheme up on this shit. We don't need we don't need re- re- rebuttals and stuff coming from the Vatican. It's like these two guys they back How dare you? You make a fun of the We're going to poison the cannolis, you little shits. Anyway. Listen to me. I have a I have a wise guy come over to your house. Okay, the is from the Vatican. He's not from, from Jersey. The, Jesus. <laughs> no way. What? <laughs> Sorry. Dependence. Good. Oh, shit. Dad, go. Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> we had a few. We had a few, but that's all right. We're gonna roll with it. Roll okay. With it. So, no. So yeah. Uh, no. Um. I don't know, man. It's it's. Uh, it's kind of a mixed bag for me, to tell you the honest truth. That's fair. That's um, absolutely fair. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's kind of a mixed bag for me. I, 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 because uh, like, hmm, you know what? We'll come back to that. Come back to it, right? Yeah, we'll come back to it. But but so so bringing it full circle, right? Why do I ask that, right? Because if you look at this thing that's called Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right, which is essentially a pyramid rung of everything that a human being needs to reach self actualization. Self actualization yeah. is being able to optimize this thing, right, right here, which allows us to create community and have complex communication systems and be strategic and everything that's allowed us to to, to rise right in the food chain the way that we have. But the first baseline of that is physiological needs and safety, right? That's what Maslow said, right? Who's a, a world famous freaking psychologist, right? But there's there's a bit of a deficiency there because l- let me ask you both this: When you both were born, the moment that you came out of your mother's womb, if someone just dropped you off in the middle of a forest, nobody around, right? What would have ended up happening to you in the next seventy two hours? I'd have been eaten. Yeah, hundred percent. Some right? kind of predator would have came in. So we are born innately from a safety perspective to depend on somebody else right yeah. so from infant that the moment i am born i i need another human being to be able to do this thing called life right that never leaves us and so when we're sitting there saying i'll do it on my own i got this right well that's fine in short stints but it doesn't necessarily translate to a longitudinal relationship. So in the military, you understand that. You understand that I have a specific job and that job's gonna be able to allow my guy to do his job and so on and so forth. There's a domino effect there to be able to achieve achieve the objective in the mission. Well, when you're a civilian and you're coming back and you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, because you have to be a good dad, you have to be a good employee, you have to be all these different things, right? In addition to a good friend. Um, dude, things start getting burned out real fast because you start getting lonely. And so that is why I tell you guys the importance of social connection because we our identity depends on it. People are witnesses to our existence. If if nobody ever witnessed that you existed, Mac, like the moment you were born, boom, sent you off to the moon. No other human being in sight. What actual value and impact would your existence have? What what would it matter? Nothing, right, to humanity. Not at all, right? So I would I would find the only good thing like I would find ways to entertain myself. I'd be sitting there just like Wee! But here's the thing, right? You think my you happy ass around on the moon and shit. Yeah, but you think you would, right? But what is entertainment, <laughs> right? You would, you wouldn't know a lot of these things, right? Because there's you a vacuum taught. of any stimuli and all that stuff. Hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah, I'm yeah, totally yeah. nerding out on you guys right now. So sorry. I'm, I'm no, no, dude, dude. 
Dude. But does that make sense, though? Right. The, the, the idea of social connection and why it matters from a dependency perspective. That, sure. And that's a hard one, man, because like we pride ourselves on being independent. Like, no, I got this. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I don't need any help. Well, dude, there's a good amount of pride and ego that, that's mixed in with that. Right. And that's because of what you've been through and how you identify yourself and what you're capable of. You know what you're capable of. But it doesn't mean it transcends to every single thing where you're going to need the help of other yeah. people. So that's the physical, mental, social. So, Mac, you asked me what, what tips would I give? Obviously, the physical, that's pretty basic. You, most people, they know it, but they just don't do it, right? Because it's hard to do it and actually maintain it and be consistent with it, right? Yeah. Um, and then on the mental side, man, knowing yourself, like asking those hard questions and defining yourself to yourself and making sure that you're aligned. So list the top five things that you value as a person and every single decision that you make, right? Are those values being actually represented and carried out or are they contradictory? most people we contradict ourselves every single day right and that builds up tension and that builds up stress and then eventually you crack all right so now it's my turn for a curveball so you just talked about mm. the, the communication like you know communication with other folks and stuff yeah social communication so how much you know pros and cons of having social media involved in that oh. social communication because something that we've talked yeah, about before okay. that's a cheeky so, one so so here's something that alamo's actually talked about before and he actually got me doing this is he'll do him and his wife both do what they call the social media purge where mm. they go for about a week and they don't get on that stuff they yeah. just stop they call, like cold turkey that shit yep. and they're just yep. like all right see you in a week bye yep so and I've and I've found like doing that. I'm like, you know what? That's kind of nice to unplug, literally unplug and shit. So, what are your thoughts literally. on social media with you know social communication pros cons and things to look out for? Oh, he just he's like, mm, let me get into this. Oh, you want to go? We're gonna go, <laughs> dude. So here's the thing with social media, like anything else. Like, so we talked about alcohol, right? The idea of you got to cut alcohol. Okay, well, what does that mean? That means moderation. Well, what is moderation? A day or two a week. Don't get plastered, right? Like have an occasional drink and, and you're, you're good. Well, social media is no different. Well, as a society, what have we done with social media? We are Ooh. freaking addicted to it. It is oh, a yeah. defining pillar. How many likes? It is, commented? What am I? It, is, it is electronic and virtual alcohol. 100%. It is addic it's addiction, right? And that's exact and here's a bad part. It's addiction that is tied with social connections, right? And, and so there's a lot more impact and meaning and depth that comes along with that, right? So at a 40,000 foot view Mac, social media is a beautiful tool. It's an awesome thing to keep people connected, but when it is a when it is a factor that you depend on to identify who you are as a person for validation and affirmation, yeah. which happens a lot, boy, you are shooting yourself in the foot, right? Because look, you guys all know this: ninety-five percent of the stuff that people post is not even real, no. <laughs> right? And so they're, they're they're playing pretend. Now, so, talk so about I, a misalignment. I, I, I do want to say let let's keep this to the social connection, the social yeah. media connection. Let's not even get into the social dating because we know that whole realm is. Fucked. So uh, let's just I, I stay away from that, that one, man. So. Yeah, no, yeah. but I mean, like, the, but it, but all those things, they they, <laughs> they matter. Yeah, dude. No, I'm man, wa they, I'm looking. No, I'm watching Alamo's expression. He's just like, Bruh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he communicated to me telepathetically, and he's like, telepathetically. Telepathetically. That's my word. That's my word. But um, I mean, no, man. I I, I guess a, a non. Because I, I could talk to, about that one for hours. Why like, the I, fuck do you have a fork in the middle of your camera? You're like, ooh, sporkle. What is this? I got a forky. Nice. What the 
the hell did you do? Did you just it's, squeeze that thing? It's twisted. Yeah, it's from the government. It's fine. Wow. Expect to self-rescue. Carry on. Anyway. I must go. have pulled that out of an MRE. I, I speak words. I speak words. words. I stab. I stab thing with forks. Uh -huh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gino, you're being nice. He's just like these two fucking idiots. Like, oh, Mac, you know me, on, man. Show, Come man. on now. <laughs> um. But Do no, you man. I mean, I, I, how I, dumb I, you look on the internet right now, my man. <laughs> this ain't going away. It's <laughs> all gonna be here. <laughs> Please continue, man. Well, I'm gonna try to quit the derailment. No, dude, day. it's all good, man. It's, I mean, you know, it, it's in moderation, right? Like at the end of the day, if you're using it as a tool to like to check on your buddies, right, and you know, check keep up with family, like awesome, man. But if you're using it to get your social fix on a daily basis, that's a problem. That's a definite, definite problem. And I will tell you, you have seen massive, a massive spike in, in mental health issues over the past 15 years in this country. And I personally contribute a lot of that to A, narcissistic culture, and B, social media fueling narcissistic culture, right? Because it's a very empty and hollow thing. What if you just use it for dad jokes? <laughs> that Ooh. falls under moderation. Ooh. And that falls under, that falls under, you know... What's that line from either either you live long enough to be the hero or you or die you see yourself become the villain? There you go. There you go. So you can't go. Listen, if you're telling dad jokes, you're definitely not the villain. All right. I, I would argue that point. That'd be a good point for a paper on something. Did you know that before the crowbar was invented, crows simply drank at home? Dad jokes. Basic dude stuff. I was just going to yes. say, dude, that's got to be a pat line. I was not a doubt, dude. Without it, which, by the way, I had a chance to meet that guy. That dude is a stud. He's an absolute stud. He really as, is. As I a mean, member when, when of you're your own here, personal security detail. <laughs> when you, when he, you start talking, you're sitting with that beautiful wife. He's like, hey, Rebecca. And that's like, yeah, like, that's that's yeah, he's so always bad. been it to his daughter. Yeah. She, there was one. She, there was one he told on a video. He goes, "She goes, I told you that one, Dad." <laughs> dude, have you seen that dude train? Yeah, oh, yeah. like he's what training. is he mid fifties? Yep, he is a freaking savage, man. He, oh, a yeah. savage. He's he's always gonna look like that. He's gonna oh, be an old gosh, man dude. looking he's ripped, beast, ripped and chiseled man. like that. You're just like freaking goals, man. He's a beast, and dude, oh, his shooting is yeah, I mean that that guy. I'd love. To, I actually would love to take a class with him one day. I think that would be absolutely amazing. I'd love to meet him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. Well, listen, Gino. I greatly. Uh, this is. I first and foremost, thank you for being on our show. But second and most importantly, thank you for keeping the conversation going. We kind of whoop squirrel, you know, off in the woods and all that kind of shit. Brother, you and I are ten years in, man. I know how to run that ship. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm thinking, you know. Hi there. My name is Doug, and I love you, Squirrel. <laughs> Hi there. By the way, I totally, totally see why you two are brothers. I'm yeah. just putting it out there. Dude, Clear as day. Me. Clear as day, my you boys. Clear as day. Dude, you get the two of us. I you. I never told you this story, Gino. So one of the Alamo and I used to hang out a lot. Like a yeah. lot. He, he lived over here, not far from where I live, probably about ten minutes away. Nice. Yeah, not very far at all. So 
him he still lived with his mom they they had a, a small little place um off the main road over there actually not over there by um by shoot street over there, yep. over there in Sheffner and whatnot so we were fucking around one day and I, I we were gonna hang out and do something so i just got my car and i drove off and i just see him just just fucking book it all of a sudden he comes up and just jumps and goes where are you going like just straight up on top I of the hood of my car right on the hood of it's the like, car forget something? he's driving out of the neighborhood going 20. he literally just books it dude like, what are you a gazelle like who runs like that dude oh my gosh that I was mean, it was my it was my impression the, of the T one thousand. He got up on it and just like <laughs> going somewhere. You forget somebody. <laughs> just, oh, that's back when we were younger. And we Dude, got that's away hilarious, man. Dumb what, shit. what was even more hilarious was Max' reaction because he's like kind of extra when it comes to certain reactions. And he's just like, "Oh, how did you get on the hood of my car?" Matt, Matt being extra with reactions, I never would have guessed. Never. <laughs> Listen here. Stay in character, Mac. Stay in character. Right? Stay in character and quit picking on the fucking gringo. How about that shit? All right? God damn. Well, listen. Again, Gino, thank you so much for uh, for helping us close out our, uh, uh, our second pleasure, season, brother. man. Um, yeah. You guys want to get a little drinky drink here? We'll get you. We'll, get, we'll, we'll have you back on. Hey, oh, hey, no. you guys just let me know when, man. It's a privilege and a pleasure, oh, guys. Do me a favor. Yeah, Talk to uh, Senor Alvarez and tell him how much fun you had on the show. Oh, we he'll got, get in we, on this. We, no, we got him on the interview list. I'm just like, hey, man. He'll get in. You know, he's campaigning hard right now, but I tell you now, once he's done with the elections, yeah, man. He, I mean, anytime, man, he gets an opportunity to speak with fellow vets, dude, he's all about it. He's he's that Joker is as, as pro military and American as they get. When when he goes into Captain Alvarez mode, that's a different yeah. animal right there. She's yeah. like, yeah, that's my guy. Full blown. That's my guy. Ice down the line. <laughs> so good. Oh, it's great, man. What you what you sipping on there, Mako? I actually have the uh, this wonderful bottle of uh, Havana Club that uh, some special guy gave me a while back. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. It just happens to be to my right on the screen over here. I'm like, hey, hey. I'll be right back. <laughs> look, at, look at what I got. So, but yeah, man. I you know so to kind of give you the story, and since you're still on here, you know we're gonna start closing this out while he goes and gets his um, yeah, man. his fix. So, um, you know. This this started off, you know, and I'm this is you know me speaking to everybody at home and stuff. But th- this started off as is kind of a, a mixed bag of, of of things because, you know, we had a friend of ours, Alamoni, um, had this friend John that used to work with us when we both worked at uh, a gun store over together, and um, John was just like the one of the best dudes in the world. John was funny. He was just a funny fucker, the nicest guy. He'd just be like, <laughs> yeah, nice. Hey, just, Matt, I got a pain in my shoulder. I'm just going to bam. <laughs> Dude, that time, that time that he took the, the picture, he, he stuck his hand in the copy machine like this and took that and God. slid that paper right in the cash drawer. So you're sitting there, all right, 1605, you're handing me 20. Fuck, it's right there on the goddamn tail. Son he got of- me so many times. Oh like god! <laughs> and then you'd see him at the at the you'd see him at the end of the. This would be him at the end of the counter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so John John was one of those rare guys that man just made working so much fun. Um, 
and um, you know, we kind of fell out of touch with John, and that's yeah. unfortunate because John had some demons and whatnot, and. Um, Unfortunately, John ended up deciding to solve a temporary problem with a permanent solution, and that's that's never the way that we want anybody to go. Everybody should be around. Everybody has a story to be told. Yeah. Um. So, when, in the process of coming up with our idea, you know, we we talked about working together, and then we found out about John and Alamo. Here was like, dude, let's do a podcast. I'm like, I don't know shit about a podcast. He's like, literally, like, bro, they put a monkey in space. How fucking hard can it be? And I'm like. Fair. That's a good I question. Honest, I honestly don't even know how I came with that statement. Uh, it was very on the. It was very on the fly. But it was just so <laughs> apropos. I'm like, oh, he's speaking to that little inner grunt in my heart right now. <laughs> Absolutely. So to prove most... that my heavy days behind me, by the way. So, uh... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm, I'm jumping that. I'm jumping the gun a little bit. So I'm. I'm, I'm fucking up, man. We haven't been on this in three weeks. Like I'm all out of. I'm wax, only so. a small drinker. <laughs> if you're Irish, that's great, dude. I, I love that. My my good man. If you're Irish, you say you drink a wee bit. So anyway, did you um, say that you drink just a just a wee bit? I just a Aye. wee bit. Oh, that's right. Just, just a little bit of the shillelagh shake all the time. So <laughs> so before before we cut off and we start closing out, I'm sorry, Gino. If you could kind of tell us a little bit, uh, like where people can find you. I know you have your book yes. that you just came out with. Um. So you have the, the it's a book I believe it's called the seven layers of successful relationships. Just kind of give yeah. us the, uh, the 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 brief synopsis. Oh, the cl- oh look at that man is ready. Bam. He's had some, he's had some Bam. Training. Yes. So kind Dude. of give us the, the cliff note synopsis of that book. Tell yeah, us man. That. So essentially, I, I kind of on par with what we've been talking about, right? Like the 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 main premise of the book, right, is that the quality and depth of relationship that you have with yourself will always define the quality and depth relationship you can have with others. Right. And so a really big thing that I push hard is understanding you so you can better relate. And if you can better relate, you can have a deeper quality with people. And if you have a deeper quality that enhances your quality of life. Right. And so, um, and again, man, it goes back to the dependency thing and people and being tribal and what does it take to actually achieve healthy and holistic community? Right. Because that's what relationships are. That's the whole point. Right. And so, um, that that gist of it. And I will tell you, man, it has been used by both military personnel and civilian personnel. Matter of fact, I had the distinct privilege of doing a workshop for JSAL, which is Joint Special Operations University, um, not too long ago. And uh, prereq was them reading the first three chapters of that book, and man, it it just opened the door to a lot of really meaningful discussion in my time with, with those guys and gals. So I remember um, you saying you did that whole thing and you were like, dude, I'm just emotionally just, I'm like, I need a breather. Yeah, dude. Like, cause usually yeah, like, I went out there and talked and it was just amazeballs, man. It, it, it really was, man. It really it was probably one of the most impactful moments I've had, um, having the privilege of doing what it is that I do. So, nice. um, but no, man. Yeah, the, yeah, the book Amazon, uh, Barnes, it's, it's sold at Barnes and Nobles as well. Um, most people buy it from Amazon. They do the download. They do the Kindle thing. I did not do an audio book on purpose. Um, the audio books, I, I do them myself, right? But this is a book that I wrote with the intention of it being read once a year, every year, right? Because it's work. You've got to go through and really take your time to understand. If you're not willing to put in the work, then it's not the book for you. Right, so, so it's, it's in, in a manner of speaking, it's kind of like a textbook. You just go back and you're constantly kind of referring back to it. So yes. once a year, I'm going to have to read this, and then I need to go back and win How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Boom. Got it. 
Good this shit. guy. This guy. This guy. Hey, man. That's some, my, my grandfather was like very big. He, you know, Love it. For, for not being, I mean, this guy grew up during the Depression and he was like, he only had a high school education and he ended up being the president of a bank in Zephyr Hills and having a produce nice. company and all this stuff. And he did this course and he's like, you graduated high school, you're a man. You're going to sit down and read his book and we're going to talk about it. So, and we did. And it's like, props to my, Grandpa, man. That's amazing. Changed, changed my fucking life, dude. Yeah, but, that's amazing, dude. So, is, is this something that you, you had a lot of fun writing this book, I take it? You know, man, I, I wrote it. Um, I always knew I wanted to write it, but but COVID really gave me an opportunity to to, to buckle down and, and and knock it down. Um, and You're then saying also, COVID accomplished something good? Say that shit ain't so. I'm just saying, man. You know, you gotta get. I, I, I gotta get props for props for do, man. <laughs> Shout out so, to COVID for shutting shit down and giving me time to do my stuff. Yo, so <laughs> legit, dude. Like when I when I wrote it. Um, I wrote it with the intention of this is going to be like a little morbid, but whatever, it's the truth. So we had just found out that we were pregnant, right? And I'm thinking to myself, okay. And by so, we, you mean your wife? Yes, my wife. Is <laughs> I know it's 2022, but no, yeah, it's my wife, not me. <laughs> um, but you know, oh, one of those things, man, where I, I'm really big on um, the Stoics call it memento mori, right? Memento mori means remember death. Right, Remember it means death, death can come. Yes. Death can come for you at any time. Just saw something on that this morning, yeah. man. There was yeah. a guy who was walking through some like old European uh, cemetery. I think it might have been either in England, uh, Ireland, or Scotland because he was wearing a kilt and like traditional yeah. garb, and yeah. it had like this tombstone had like um, an hourglass that was you know over on its side and had skulls and all the stuff like all the what all the symbology. The I'm sorry, the symbolism. The mm-hmm. symbolism. What, what all the that symbolism? Man. Yeah, and like I was, just, I heard that this morning. I'm like, God, this is like this is one of these episodes, man, where it's just like everything is just like cosmically lining up. You're just like it's aligning, man. It's wild. Anyway, memento mori. Keep going. No, dude. So yeah, man. So like you know, it's um, and I thought to myself, okay, so if I if that's a principle that I live by, right? So really taking advantage of every day because it could be my last, right? And so if there's something that I could do that would last the test of time that my daughter could have that was always a piece of me and yeah. a piece of wisdom that I would want to instill in her, right? That is how I wrote this book, right? And so this idea of having something that she can have, her kids can have, their kids can have, that will always be a piece of me and how it is that I view the world based off of my research and my experiences and the wisdom that I have been given that's been passed down by people much smarter than I am. Um, so that that is the premise of it, man. It was, okay, so if my daughter only knew a few things about me. What would I want her to know as far as how tools that she could use to actually help her in real life, right? And that's that's where the seven layers came from. Props. I can I can totally see that, man. Like you know, when you when you, it's funny how your the way you think about stuff changes. This the minute that kid is that first kid or however many kids or, or that that yeah. child appears, and you're just like, oh shit, I'm yeah. responsible for them. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yep. That's right. exactly right, dude. All right. So it's called the seven um, seven layers of successful successful relationships. People can Google search it; it'll show yes. up in a couple different places. Um, did you say sexful? He absolutely did, and I wasn't going to call him out on it, but I'm so glad you did, bro. Let me let me whistle. I got dry mouth going on, man. I'm Irish, you know. We talk a lot. So well, we know what mouth you get. I'm going to leave that alone, and we're going to continue the fucking show. Hula. Anyway, so. Let me ask you this question, G. Um, is is there 
Alamo, take off the asshat. Um, Gino, is there uh, going to be maybe any more, you know, is it going to be a delve into the writing world again in the future? Or Yeah, man. I've, I've got um, five books that, that uh, it is my goal to have done by the time I'm, I'm, well, gosh, in the next four years. So I've got four more books to go. So I've got a series of topics that um, I've already started the second one. Um, and the third one I have the outline done for. So, yeah, man, in the next three to four years, my goal is to have a total of five. I knew there was two, but five. I'm sitting there going, no wonder I don't yeah, ever man. see you, man. You're like in a freaking <laughs> hole in a goddamn Barnes & Noble just there drinking, <laughs> drinking the cafe, the, the cafe uh, Cuban coffee. Cafe like, con leche, cafe con leche, loco. Good stuff. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear about that. Do you want to? Do you have anything else? Anything else like social media wise you want to plug? Like anything where they can kind of check you out? Links or in the description to his. Yeah, we do have media. a link down there. Sevenlayers.com. Um, all you got to do is just change a V with the number seven. So S E seven E N layers.com. You can go check out the book and whatnot. Um, I recognize a lot of the names getting reviews on there. I'm like, I know that guy. So, <laughs> but uh, good stuff. Um, so we got. We got good stuff coming down the road. That's good to know, man. Absolutely, More man. books. So I'm looking forward to I'm gonna pick up a copy of that soon and, and start reading that. I just got that one. So awesome. But Gino, man. listen, man. Very, 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 very appreciative that you were able to stop by the show and give us a chat on what man. we talked about, man. We're gonna put you backstage again. We'll see you back in a little bit. We're gonna finish up the show and uh, we'll get you out of here at a decent time. It's already ten thirty. So I'm All sure right, the little one's already in bed. But see you in a bit and uh Appreciate it again, my man. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you both. Great job, y'all. Appreciate it. Thanks, Gene. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That's a That's good way a... to end out the second season. That was a right good one. I'm so glad he kept us on fucking track when we started telling stupid stories and jokes and shite and just getting all oh. carried away. He's probably sitting there right now. Oh, the shenanigans. Eh? I'll tell you what, bro. I, I've never seen a brown leprechaun before, but fuck, he's just as funny as the big-headed one. The big yeah, that's a, it's a bloody good time. Hey, so like we were talking about earlier, um, we started this podcast because it was just kind <clears throat> of out of out of a way to remember our friend John. Um, unfortunately, he chose to um, take a temporary problem and solve it with a permanent solution, and that's never the right way to do it. There's always answers. There's always resources out there that you can use to get help to kind of work things out and try to figure things out. So in the idea of coming up with this show and kind of what, figuring out what we were going to be and who we were going to be and coming up with that identity, who were we, we were going to be, we, de <laughs> we developed the bros code. And all you got to remember is B R O S simple as that. Um, the first one is B, be tenacious. No matter what you do, like Gino mentioned earlier, go out there and be the best parent, be the best employee, be the best service member, whatever it takes. You know, don't just do things in a half-assed manner. Like Ron, like Ron Swanson said, don't half-ass two things. Whole-ass one, one thing. thing. Exactly. Go out there and give it to the best of your ability. Don't, you know, you only live one life. You only have one chance to go through this spinning around, unless you believe in reincarnation, and then that's a another conversation but you know do the very best Actually, you can. that would be our friends that have the dot so yeah be tenacious alamo is being tenacious by pushing my fucking buttons when i'm trying to do my piece of the show trying to get this out of here and he's just messing me up going don't go ding dong you asshole don't do that ding dong ding dong 
fucking jackass. We're not making fun of anybody. Just Negative. so you know, we're Negative. making. I'm making fun of him. Making trying to do a terrible impersonation. So I I might be yeah. I might be appropriating a little bit. I don't know. A little bit. <laughs> but like we talked about, whatever you do in life, be tenacious about it. Go out there and do it to the best of your ability. R, refuse to surrender. There are going to be times in life where you're going to get kicked sideways. You're going to get kicked your dick in the dirt. You're going to be going to fall down to your knees. I mean, depending on you know what type. Of, look at look Not at the, that way. Stop, dude. I'm trying to be. Like, we haven't done this in three weeks. I'm having a hard enough time. I got dry mouth like a motherfucker. Like, let's get through this, okay? Just shut up. Sorry, it's season finale. I know. We're like we're gonna have them, We're not gonna keep them in suspense to come back for next year. They know we're gonna. We know they know where the goods are. Yeah. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> like I was saying, there's going to be events in your life that are going to get you sideways, twisted, all that kind of stuff. You might get hurt in a deployment. You might get blown up. You might, you know, be injured in a permanent way. Um, you may have to go through some type of financial struggle, a family challenge, you know, whatever the case may be. Fight through that. No matter what push happens, through. push through it. Keep going. You know, do not let, don't let the bastards win. As you tell us, you know, don't let the terrorists win kind of thing. So whatever happens, you know, refuse to surrender. Keep going forward, moving forward to your to your your goal. OK. Oh, obliterate your obstacles. Kind of keeping in what we just talked about, <clears throat> refusing to surrender. Sometimes you come across your trail and, you know, hiking a trail in the woods and you come across a wall. Sometimes <clears throat> you got to hike over and you got to climb over the wall. Sometimes you got to go around it. Sometimes you got to dig under it. Sometimes, as this guy knows about, sometimes you got to bang the thing down by backing into it with a fucking striker armored vehicle. And sometimes, hey, a little bit of Semtex and some damn deck cord. Blow a fucking hole in that thing. Hit the clacker. Boom. Blow that shit up. Okay. Whatever happens, obliterate your obstacles. Do not let them beat you. Continue on to hit the X. Just drive on to the OBJ, to the objective. S, most important of the bros code, S, seek out help in a time of need. As we talked about earlier tonight, there are going to be plenty of events that, you know, may cause you some pause. It may cause you to not assimilate that well back into civilian society from being in the military. Um, and I use that for an example because a lot of times, you know, I wasn't on Facebook until about five years ago. Um, I just was one of those people that just was like, I think it's better to talk to people face to face because you can see their facial expressions. You can kind of hear the, the inflections in their voice and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised when I got on Facebook for the first time and actually started to reconnect with a lot of the guys that I served in the military with. And, you know, it was great about it. It was, you know, I haven't seen some of these guys in almost 10 years. And it was like, we just picked right back up where we left off from the last time we spoke to each other. And these are, you know, special people that we have a special bond with. You know, if you were in the military, if you were, you know, law enforcement, firefighter, EMT, some kind of first responder, you know, you have a, a if you don't know exactly, you have a pretty damn close idea of what that kind of bond is like because you've been in the sun <clears throat> with each other together. So to hell and back, baby. Exactly. If you can reach out to those folks, if you're having a rough time, I know that anytime if I need to, I can call this guy right here, man. Hey, man, I'm kind of sucking ass right now. And I don't mean in that way. I mean in a very bad way. And I need some help. I need to talk to somebody because I'm in not in a good place. And we'll sit there and we'll talk and we'll hash it out. And it's good. He's done it to me. He's called me up and just been like, dude, I need to talk. Okay. And we talked for what, two and a half hours, three hours on the phone? We've done it a couple of times. Yeah. We've done yeah. it 
a couple of times. And there's, there's no shame in that game. I mean, reach out there, whether it's, you know, somebody you work with, if you have that kind of bond with them, if it's a family member, if it's, you know, even if it's somebody you serve with, you know, I mean, reach out to those folks. It's very important that your story be told. You need to have that type of, you know, social interaction with other people. We are social creatures by design. Okay. We're not supposed to go through things alone. Dr. G covered it perfectly. Absolutely. Um, in the event that you don't have anybody you can reach out to, there are resources out there. There is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. You can reach them one of two ways. The old school way, the 800 number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. And then as of, I think, July, they just came out with a three-digit uh, uh, prefix. It's 988. Again, that's 988. Eight, eight. And what's great about that is you can call and or followed by one after the prompt. Yep. You can call him and then you're going to make sure you hit one. So you can talk to somebody immediately, but you can call that prefix or you can also text them for folks with a, you know, everybody nowadays has a damn smartphone. So you can text them and have somebody on the line. that will reach out to you 24 mm-hmm. seven. So, you know, we would hate to see somebody have to go through um, what we went through with our friend, John, you know, it's, it's the, we talked, we joked about COVID, you know, being the opportunity for Dr. G to write his book, but, um, there's a bigger pandemic than COVID was. And that's the fact that 22 veterans a day are committing suicide. And that is something that we absolutely must stop, halt, cease and desist in its tracks right then and there. Okay. Yeah. These are people that paid, <clears throat> that have done something so great for the country. They stood up, they signed in the dotted line and said, not on my fucking watch. Yeah. And whether you know politics be damned whoever if you like the president or not if you like the administration that who gives a fuck okay these are people that went out and they said i'm going to do what less than one percent of people do nowadays and stand up and say it's my turn to hold the line so that these people can live free of disparity free of peace or free of danger free of destruction and free of oppression so it's the fact that 22 a day is, is, a, is an appalling number, but it sucks worse when it's somebody you know. And with, with John, like we said, you know, for him to be such a, just a great dude and just would honestly give you the shirt off his back, you know, it's, it, it's a travesty. So yeah. our, our mission with this podcast is to give you the tools, give you the means and, you know, some just – something to talk about and it, it may not even be you that needs to see this episode or, or see this podcast you know this is our 44th episode which we are absolutely thrilled and blessed that we've been able to put on but sometimes it's it's not about forgive me for saying this it's 2022 as gino said but hey it's sometimes it's not about you sometimes you need to watch it and then tell a friend and then they tell somebody and then that second person tells somebody that the message needs to get to to say hey yeah. We saw these two guys, man. A buddy of mine told me about this show, this podcast. You know, the one guy, the Hispanic dude, he's all right. The, the white guy, he's got a big ass head, and it's like it's gnarly. It's fucking. It'll block. It'll blot out the sun. Scare yeah. children. But you know what? They got a good message. They're funny. They're kind of goofy at times. I mean, they're laughing their asses off, but they're talking about some real shit that's you know needs to be discussed. You know, I say we, it all the time, man. Sharing is caring. Sharing Share is caring. The shit out of it. it. It sounds dumb, but like you know. If it works, it works. But at the same time, you know, this is our way of paying it forward. Get the message out there. We're still a growing podcast. You know, it's it's amazing that we have 150 followers. And, you know, if we had one follower, it wouldn't matter. 
because you know this is uh, this is a higher calling this is a higher purpose as gino said you know a lot of guys got the military and they have trouble with their purpose this is our purpose you know we talked about this before we found out about john i was like yeah okay then we found out about john and it's like this is what we're supposed to do this is kind of one of those nut up or shut up moments and it's like all right let's let's fucking do this so um if you've if you've you know been with us on this journey so far we want to say thank you um it's this is the end of our second season we're not done by any means necessary but we're going to keep it going but before we sign off the second season i'm going to have alamo pitch all the uh or plug all the social media stuff and you know kind of do his piece and then we're going to sign off but alamo take it away if my good friends you would like to catch us on the social medias you could do that over on the facebook at facebook.com slash battle bros that podcast you can also do that at battle at on the Instagram at battle bros underscore podcast. If you ever want to catch us over on Gmail, um, you could do that at battle bros PC at gmail.com. That was totally, we lost Mac. And that was Mac. that was totally my fault. I went to click on something and clicked the wrong damn button. I was like, oh no, I just messed it up. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I'm gonna put the mouse down. Like, <coughs> two hands, no mouse, not touching shit. Continue, my man. Uh, and you, and by the way, guys, like on the on the social medias, like Facebook, um, Instagram, things like that. You could always message us on the instant on the instant messengers there. Um, through Facebook, contact us through WhatsApp. We're gonna be answering those messages there, no matter what. I have the the look. I'm going to put it out there. The WhatsApp is linked directly to me. So you guys message us on, on the WhatsApp through our Battle Bros page. It's going to come directly to me. I'm going to go ahead and answer it whenever I see it. Which You're you're not going to get a call center. You're not going to get – because, one, yeah. we're not that we're not that famous yet. We're not that no. that's important. We're not that big. Like, we, we handle all this shit. So any, yeah. of these, any of these stuff, you're getting one of the two of us. So it's like – Yeah. You're going to get – you're going to get through to us. Yeah. Um, jig? Um – Battle Bros underscore podcast, Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp, all that good stuff. Yes. Um, also, if you want to catch bro. us on the audio platforms, um, you can do that over on Spotify. You can do that over on Anchor, which is our main platform. Um, I am behind on getting, I believe it was episode 43, uploaded onto the audio platforms. A lot of that just comes down to how busy we were last week, and then the hurricane. Obviously, I I was out of power. So blame it on Ian and move along. Yeah, Ian was a bitch. Um. Uh. So uh, also, Sh- if you shall we do the Ted thing? Fuck you, fuck Thunder! You, I can suck my dick. You can scare me, Thunder, cause you just got fat. Anyway, <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, that's what we do. That's what we do. <clears throat> Serious. Yes. Same character. Yeah. Same character. You could also catch us on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. You could catch us on Google Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Hey, moving up, baby. Uh, Castbox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Um, and honestly, y'all, like I said, it, it doesn't matter where you where you catch us. Share the shit out of it. If you want to share, uh, like the audio links, you know, from what whatever your platform of choice is, like which now obviously we're we're on iHeartRadio, which, yeah, um, 
I, I never thought I would say here, you know, see the day where I can say, hey, me and my best friend are on fucking iHeartRadio. You should listen to us. We got a YouTube channel. Holy we shit. We got a YouTube. So um, don't, forget, don't forget Gmail. And the Gmail. Yeah, I, did I, I didn't? You didn't. No, you got to the audio stuff. Get to the Gmail. Oh, yeah. Um, catch us on the Gmail. If you ever want to message us again, it's one of us is going to answer. It doesn't matter. It's going to we're we're there. To we answer both have whatever. access to it. Yeah. So um, if you want to contact us on the G, you can do that. Why? why that, that, where the hell is my thing? I'm a jiggy. There it is. Uh, you could do that at <laughs> Battle, Bro- <laughs> Battle Bros PC at gmail.com. And, and the we'll big thing, here. and the big thing that we're still looking for, for those folks that have Alexa at home, we still want you. We're the first person to do it's going to get the shout out. Be like Alexa, play the Battle Bros podcast. podcast. We are going to give you the the attention that is due for someone. We will that give is, you the biggest shout out. Yeah, just be like, it's finally fucking happened. Oh my god, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be great. Fuck yeah! So, do you have anything else there, bro? No, I'm good, man. All right. So as we said, this is going to be the last episode that we have for season two. This has been episode 044 recovery with our special guest, Dr. Gino Calora, uh, neuroanthropology. Dr. Guy, G. Dr. G with a, a behavioral scientist, all that good stuff. Author, commentator. He's been on. You can find him. I mean, the guy. I mean, listen, he's a handsome guy. Hey, all right. you links can in find the description, guys. Yes. Check out his book, Seven Layers of Successful Relationships. You can find that on the internet and anywhere, almost anywhere where major books, uh, any major revenue retail chain. I'm just fishing at words here now. As they say, as they say, as the radio guy always says, available on Amazon. Yeah. There, oh, that sounded good. Yeah, you can do the voiceover work. <laughs> so we're gonna take a we're gonna take a little bit of a break, and this is a break that we planned, not the break of oh hey, we had a hurricane and we both lost yeah. power at two different weekends. Like son of a bitch. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll have a, a little bit of a hiatus. We'll be back with episode forty five um to start off season three. On season three. That's scary, man. We've done two twenty two episode seasons already. It's like I holy shit balls. Nuts. You go back and watch like the first couple and you just like how cringe were they are like, oh God, what were we doing? We they were trying so hard to be funny and they suck. They- but yeah, if you want to go back and watch any of our episodes, um, the only one that's not on the audio platforms is episode 10 where we talked about 9-11 um, correct we had a, a little bit of an issue there but you can catch all of our episodes on our youtube channel it's uh, just yes. look up battle bros podcast um, oh shit also on the rumble i keep on forgetting on the, right on the rumble yeah on the rumble, that yeah. One. yeah our episodes but, um, upload directly to the rumble after every time that this episode uploads to youtube yep there you go so you know before we sign off last thing i want to say is you know Again, this is all because of a guy that we absolutely enjoyed the hell out of, and that's John. So, you know, yeah. if John, if the good thing is, if if John were still here, there wouldn't be a show, and that wouldn't be a bad thing. So, no. he's unfortunately he's not, but you know, we we're trying to you know live, keep his memory alive through the, our show and through what we talk about, and just giving the resources out there. So, um, we would not have the show if it wasn't for the people like yourself that are watching. We are very, very thankful and graciously humble that you have chosen to take a few minutes out of your day, take an hour or so, sometimes up to two hours, two hours plus, depending on the episode, and just kind of listen to two guys ramble and kind of sort of know what the hell they're talking about. And occasionally have a pretty cool guest. 
have a have a fantastic the guests we've had on have been fucking fantastic so if you've been on the, this show this season you know from dr gino to to greg to chuck to uh melissa brian um brent gotta can't forget brent for god's sakes oh my god you know we're hoping to have some more um veteran interview panels coming up um for season three we're gonna kind of keep that rolling as well but like I said, we're going to have a, sh- a short break, but we will be back and it will be just as good, if not better, than we've done before. So until that time, hell yeah, we've got to get the drink in. Moderation there, pal. But hey, I've got me a bit of Captain. Aye, Captain Morgan. Lovely. Captain Morgan. You, you see, do a great, you do a great mashup, you Captain Morgan Freeman. My name is Captain. Morgan Freeman, and I'd Titty. like to narrate what we're going to do. Titty I'm going to film <laughs> this little shot glass. <laughs> I just showed my mom that thing about the guy saying titty sprinkles. She fucking lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't have I'm a shot glass. To... I'm going straight from the bottle. So let's just get this shit down. I'm going to drink my little shot glass that says I'm a small drinker. And we're I'm gonna just... have us a good time. All right. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. All right. Here's the season two, man. Season three, buddy. Come to win. Coming up. There we go. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right there, Bell. It burns a little bit. Why does my <laughs> mouth taste like burning? Shut up, Ralph. Fucking Ralph from Simpsons. Buck him, Lou. All right, folks. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back for season three. Damn and, right. Um, we're going to keep the party going, and uh, we're going to talk about some real shit, and we're going to you know, make fun of ourselves while we're doing it. But uh, until then, just remember, be tenacious. Refuse to surrender. Obliterate your obstacles. Seek out help in a time of need. need. If you can do those four things, you're going to be just fine. You're going to keep yourself in the fight, and we're going to hear from you on the, on the flip side. So until that time, Thank you again for watching episode 044 entitled Recovery with special guest Dr. Gino Calora of the Battle Bros Podcast. My name is Mac. This is Alma over here. Thanks for stopping by, and we just want to say we fucking love you, and uh, we'll see you soon. Battle Bros, out for now. Catch you later.